Hey guys, welcome to You The Boss Podcast, episode 23. I'm your host, Pam. Today we're going to cover our last Women's History Month episode with Danny. Danny is an entrepreneur with a ton of other hats. She goes a lot into that in, in the episode, but she also talks about how she made the transition into the industry that she's in and how far she has come. You know, speaking with her really magnified what I was really trying to capture this month for you guys, but also overall that just because you went to school for something or just because you're in a career path right now, it doesn't mean that you stop there. It doesn't mean that you stop learning there or that you have to stay stuck there because, oh, I went to school for this. You know, life is a learning journey. I'm going to be putting her information in the show notes as always and I hope that you guys give her a follow look her up definitely engage with her and I hope you guys enjoy this episode hi Danitza welcome welcome to you the boss podcast hi thank you for having me thank you so much yes I'm so excited to have you so you know we like to dive right in here you know we know your name so tell us what you do and a little bit of your background so yes, my name is Denitza Reyes and better known as Danny. Danny. And I am an interior designer uh, slash stager. And I also work in property management. Oof, and loaded. I, yes. <laughs> and I am um, about to be a CPM candidate, which is pretty cool. CPM? Yes. So it's a, it's certified property management. It's just, is going through this whole realm of training and schoolwork and stuff to become certified in property management. So it's like a level up. Mm -hmm. um, Nice. That's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, there's the property manager and then there's Danny. Exactly. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Exactly. I just... Whoops. <clears throat> okay. So is this something you went to school for or how did, how did you end up here? Like how did this come oh. into your life? So I've always been interested in interior design and real estate. Like I, I can go back as far as me being 11 years old and everyone else was watching cartoons and I was watching HGTV you're like I'm not interested in the cartoons no I was coming (laughs) home and watching trading spaces and figuring out how I wanted to decorate my room and the entire (laughs) house um and my mom thought I was crazy but um it was always like in the back of my mind that I was (laughs) going to get there one day and I actually started my career in the medical industry I went to nursing school And very, very soon entering nursing school, I realized that I just- That's not it. That's not me. And I went through a very difficult time trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and Mm -hmm. make everyone around me proud. Um, 
So I worked in the medical industry for a long time in medical sales, and I would come home every single day crying. Oh my um, gosh. It was horrible. And um, my husband and I bought a house back in 2015, and I started decorating it. And um, when I started decorating it, I said, wait, wait, this is what I've always wanted to do. Why, <laughs> why, hasn't, it, why hasn't it clicked? <laughs> but um, even before then, actually, I got my real estate license back in 2012. I'm sorry, I'm backtracking a little bit. No, um, no, I got my real estate license in 2012 and I didn't really do anything with it. I just had it just, you know, to have it. I mm-hmm. guess I always thought that I would do something with it, but I never really did. Um, bought a house in 2015, started decorating it. And I right then and there, I'm like, that's what I needed to do. So sorry, this is becoming a long story. <laughs> no, no, this is what we want. We want to know like the very beginnings of this. So um, I ended up leaving my job in the medical field and started trying to find jobs in interior design and real estate, but it's very difficult without a a bachelor's or some type of degree in the field. It's, it's almost difficult, like so difficult for you to find something that's worth you working in. Um, If you get your real estate license and you're a realtor and you hustle and you work really, really hard, it pays off for you in a couple of years. But with the interior design industry, if you don't have a bachelor's, you're basically working as you know, a receptionist in an interior design firm, or you're, wow. you're working um, retail at like Lazy Boy, um, which is not knocking anyone that does that. It's of course. perfectly fine. Um, but for me in particular, like I have a home, I have children, I have so much that goes, you know, in into your day to day, right? Yeah. So it was my pay grade had to be a little bit higher personally for me in order for me to um, to make it worthwhile. Right. So I went to school, got certified in interior design. Um did a lot of odd jobs in interior design. And then finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm starting my own company. Um, so I started Sayer Homes mm-hmm. and um, better known as Sayer Staging right now because I, I'm mostly in the staging industry at this point. Yes, I remember watching that. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I do do um, interior design and I actually want to get a little bit more into it and away from the staging um, at this point. So yes, that kind of went into the interior design side and property management was because when I went into real estate, um, I got my real estate license, not really knowing what I wanted to do. I just kind of like, I got got it to have it. I love the industry, was going to figure it out. And um, working in it, I sold homes and everything, which was great and it was fun. But I always, for some reason, while I was working in it, I just felt like, wait, I want to be a property manager. I want to help these people um, have an amazing experience when they are renting something. Um, My dad was a landlord Mm -hmm. when I was growing up and I would always help him 
with his tenants. And I think it just fell on my lap and it just made sense for me. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it ever since as well. And now my life is much more fulfilled. It's happier <laughs> and it makes sense. And so you don't come home like crying? No, no none of that. Not at all. Stressed out. <laughs> that's great. <not> crying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's stress comes with anything, right? Like that's, that's part of that course. Definitely. Um, Definitely. So kind of like reviewing all of that, that's such a long string of yes. starting out in something essentially for it to make you money, right? You kind of went into medical sales to do that, but you, you knew whether you thought you knew it at the time or not, you knew that you weren't going to stay there. No, I knew. And you know, I was kind of pushed into it a little bit. I, um, so I'm a Latina. Mm-hmm. I am Dominican and Woo-hoo. my parents are, <laughs> yes, my parents are, you know, immigrants. I'm first generation here in this country and firstborn daughter. So Oof. I, yeah, a lot of pressure and expectations to meet. And I think, um, you know, immigrant parents, they tell you, go into the medical field. Yeah. Become a doctor. Or be a lawyer. Be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one or the other. So I mean, it worked for me. I did very well in it. I went to a vocational high school, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically they give you a career when you're in high school. So they teach you a trade or um, something that'll help you once you graduate. So mine was health occupations. So I've been in the medical industry where I was at, you know, at 14 years old, I was learning how to you know, take blood pressure. I was doing everything that you needed to do in order to be um, a nurse. And I was amazing at it. And I loved it. I don't don't doubt that. I really don't doubt that. It was great. And I was doing really well in it. But ultimately, when I became older, it's just, it wasn't for me. I, I couldn't continue. It it wasn't my life purpose at all. How did you feel? I mean, you mentioned it, right? Like your first generation, your firstborn daughter. How did you feel when you realized that it wasn't for you and that you had to make a change? Like a failure. Yeah. Like a complete failure. And to this day, um, I had a conversation with my parents about it, but I think they always thought that I would go back to it. So from time to time, even now, they'll, they'll ask me, when are you going to finish? When are you going to go back? And you're like, nope. you finished. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it's not happening. It's, I'm not doing that anymore. And I, and I tell them about all these things that I've been doing in interior design and how successful I've been, or even in property management. And it doesn't click for them. They're like, wait, so that's <laughs> what you do? What do not do compute. Do not compute. <laughs> I don't understand what is it that you do. And I try to break it down for them even, very simply and it just doesn't click. It, yeah. You don't understand. Yeah. That's a, uh, I'm sure that's relatable to anyone that has, whether it's first generation immigrants, I mean, either way, either way you swing it, like parents to some degree, they, they don't understand that. Like if you had hardworking parents, because in their mind, 
the job was never about fulfillment, right? It was about putting food on the table, a roof over your head and clothes on your back. And so it's a gift and a curse because you learn how to be resilient when something sucks. But the curse part is like you you end up with those feelings, like you mentioned, of feeling like a failure. Yes. You're like you it's almost like you don't know when to quit or when mm-hmm. to like say, you know what, this isn't working because in your mind, you're like, no, I have to make this work. I'm Definitely. supposed to. Mm-hmm. Which you is want to please your parents, too. So, yeah. The fact Even that if you, you leave their house. Right. Exactly. Even if you leave their house. Even if even if you you've come to terms with like they're never going to be satisfied with what I do, they're never going to get it. It's it's never going to make sense to them. There's still that part of you that hopes that one day they just kind of turn to you and they're like proud of you kind of thing. So I definitely can understand that. So. How does it feel in doing what you do? Like, I know we we talk a little bit about like your yes, you're stressed, which is the regular kind of thing. but from start to finish, like what's a, what's a feeling, something that you can say that, that you feel when you, you go to design something like I've watched some of your things on Instagram and which I'll be putting your information in the show notes and attaching all that to the um, episode as well. So that people can see kind of some of, some of what you're doing and also like just even things that you're doing personally um, in your, in your current home. But how does it feel when you that start to finish kind of thing? Like, what does that bring to you? So there's two things. There's it's it's like a double sided sword, double edged sword. Mm -hmm. Um, It's bittersweet. A part of me feels incredibly accomplished, happy, elated. I just feel like. Wonder Woman, I'm on top of the world. I just created something from nothing. Yeah. And it looks badass. Um, so I'm I'm super excited about that. And I can't wait to show it to everyone. And then the other side of me feels like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this, this isn't good enough. This isn't exactly what you wanted. It could have been so much better. I feel, sometimes I feel like I'm a fake or like a like a phony, I feel like a fraud sometimes because I'm not, I'm not where I want to be. And no one is, by the way. I know, but. But it feels, doesn't help, right? It doesn't it, help to. Yeah, of course. And you're like, I, yeah, that's great that you feel that way, that, that you're yeah. like, oh, no one's arrived, but I want to feel that way. <laughs> yes. And I don't, I don't want people to think that I feel horrible when I do these things. Cause it's not, that's not the case. It's just, there's always like that little bit in the back of your mind that's like, wait, you could have done so much better if you would have had this budget or people aren't going to understand your vision. Mm-hmm. And if it would have been just a little bit differently, they would have understood it. So I always have that in the back of my mind. But overall, I feel magical. I feel like I'm a unicorn because I just I literally created you something. Are. I'm going to tell you just, just the way it is. Um, the listeners are probably like, how do you know that? So a little bit of background, you know, we, we met over a decade ago 
Yeah. Um, it was like mutual friends. We were like kind of in the same circle and then we just kind of dispersed. And I remember you guys got married and that was kind of the, the end of when I really saw you. And I mean, we kept in touch on social media and things like that. So it's interesting that you, you use the words like saying like, you feel like a fake or like even showing up to something because I'm here to tell you if no one's already told you that like, that is probably the most, unfortunately, normal feeling because you're a firstborn daughter. That's yeah. check number one. Your first generation. That's check mm-hmm. number two. And you're also a woman that comes from good stock. So there's all these things. There's these levels of like trying to fulfill. Definitely. So even though you are certified for what you do, mm-hmm. even though you obviously are good at it, because if you weren't, it wouldn't come to fruition. True. <laughs> you, you're still like, what am I doing? Yeah. What is this? And and that's so relatable because, I mean, I I can think of a thousand different times, like something as simple as like, I'll make rice and beans. I mean, that's so basic and like ridiculous. And like, I know my rice and beans are good, at least edible. And I'll <laughs> sit and I'll put them on the plate and I'll put the plate in front of my husband. And I'm like, oh, it could have been this. Yes. Or, oh, I could have added this. And he'll be like, yes. tastes good to me. And I'm like, yeah, but it needed a little more cilantro. Yeah. Or I, I could have used less sauce for the beans. Like he'd be like, yes. he's like, I do not. That's not what I yes. see here. This is slamming. And I'm like, so I totally, it's so relatable to say that because so many people I feel have gone through this like pandemic at least. So the last two years, people are like, I feel like such a fraud. I feel like I don't even really know what I'm doing. It's almost like a a realization that that's really the, depending on what you believe in, that's the other side trying to like bring you down and your subconscious also reminding you that you are so much more than you even see yourself as. And I like that you said that. I like that you brought that transparency because if, especially if you're on social media, doesn't matter the the business or the career that you're in you see all these people doing these things and you're like it's hard to not compare yourself to others of course so it's it's just interesting to hear people time and time again be like I feel like a fake and then it's like yeah you're not the only one actually apparently we all are walking around feeling this way (laughs) like this we're all a room full of fakes (laughs) like this is how we feel Fake it till you make it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, so here's a here's a curveball. What what do you want to see come out of where you're at already? You know, you you are a mom, you're a wife, you're a business owner, you're a human being above all else. Yep. So when you think about the next five or ten years, or even the next two years. Where, where do you want to take your business or what you're doing? Um, I was actually talking to a friend about this a couple months ago. And I remember telling her, I can't, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> I, I don't want to hustle. I don't want to hustle. Um, I, I think I want to slow down a little bit. Um, I think 
for a long time, my, my life has been on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, you know, working nonstop. I have two kids. I just had a baby and yes, I have a husband and a house and all these things. And it's like, it's literally one thing after the other all mm-hmm. the time with me. Um, with my business, I, I, I want to get it to the point where I don't have to hustle where I feel comfortable. It doesn't have to be this multi-million dollar company. It doesn't have to be this ginormous, you know, thing. I I want it to be comfortable where it's kind of like a glorified hobby, if that makes any sense. I want to make it to the point where I can take on a few clients and I am be done with it. Yes, I'm ecstatic. Okay. I love it. On to the next person. Um, you know, that that's where I want to be with my company. I think that, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Because, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, this is personal kind of deal. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, it is what it is. Sometimes sometimes it's it's scary to like tell someone what is it that you want? Because when you say it out loud, you're like, oh, wow, I said it. There it is. Like it's out. It's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so thank you for sharing that. But also, I think that not only is that achievable, but I think that that's such a such a clear goal, right? Like you're not like, oh, I want to get a million followers on Instagram and I want to like blow up and I want to be on MTV Cribs. And you're like, no, man, no. I, I want to come home to my kids and my husband and like I'll see a couple clients and like I'm good. Yeah. So. I want to dive a little bit into yeah. you talking about hustling. Okay. I want to talk about what that's looked like for you. I know you mentioned like you were, it was like one thing after another. So tell us a little bit about that, about that, about that hustle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I mean, Hustling to me is just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's a way of life. Um, It's been my way of life for years and years. Um, Since before I I even had kids or was married or anything. It's just, it's something that you see growing up that I saw growing up with my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that's ingrained in you. Um, my parents, I mean, my dad would come home and he would tell me exactly how I should work when I'm older. Like, no, you you make sure that you wake up at this time every single day and you get to work. You make sure that you go to sleep at this time at night so that you can wake up the next day and you can continue working. Mm-hmm. And when you come home, this is what you have to do in order <laughs> to get ready for the next day so you can continue working. Like, that's just, it's always been my life. Um, so hustling for me, it's, I don't even know. It's just kind of like a constant on the go. It's constant. It's all the time. It's me making phone calls, you know, wondering if I should even make a phone call at the time of day that it is like, wait, can you, can you make a phone call past 10, 10 PM? Is that even possible? Is that rude to make a phone call? Um, because it's just your day just evaporates because right. you've just been on the go 
all the time. The time during the day just doesn't exist. It's it's just, it's just an all the time kind of movement. Something, yeah. So it's, what's um, time management? It's you putting things, everything on your calendar so you can make sure not to miss anything. It's, um, you know, trying to balance your social life with your with your work life, with your intimate life, with your private life, like just you and mm-hmm. care and trying to balance it all out and figure out how you can move forward and still stay sane. That's, that's, that's a big one. That's sane part. <laughs> that's basically what it is. I mean, so first off, I, I feel, I'm not going to say passionate because that's not the correct word. But I do like the topic of hustle because any a lot of people that I know do hustle. You know, I I have the fortune of knowing people who like have a job, have something else and a hobby. Yes. And every time we every time I ever have these discussions with people, they're like, I have no idea how I'm doing this, but it all gets done. It all I show up. I'm here. I'm present. And. Mm-hmm. Some of what I've come to the conclusion of is that like we love the hustle when it's to achieve a shorter term goal. So like the example I always like to use was when I became an entrepreneur, I was in college. I was a night student and I was working during the day and then I became an entrepreneur. And so like I would leave my house at 7 a.m. I would get home at 11, 1130 and six days a week. That was kind of my life. And then I graduated college and then I was working full time and continuing a social life and being an entrepreneur and like, and so on and so forth. And here I am 11 years down the line of like going through college, moving out, all these different things. And like the one thing that has stayed constant has been the hustle, but like you, the hustle has become like, okay, but the permanence of that is not sustainable yes so it's like but it changes a little right it does so what do you mean by it changes I think when you're younger like what your example was of you going to school and working I I remember going to school two different schools at the same time I went to college and real estate school and on top of that I was working two jobs so two full-time jobs (laughs) so okay so you were like awake for 24 hours or you made it you were time traveling okay got it yes time traveling (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah um but I think that when you get older it changes I think when you're younger it's more about you establishing these foundations for you to have a successful life um I like the air quotes the air quotes of successful successful mm-hmm. because it it changes for everyone what success is right right um I feel successful and I'm not a millionaire I just want to put that out there like it it, it doesn't have to be in terms of money right so um, success is not a is not a dollar amount exactly so but once you get older I'm I'm in my my late 30s not even possible but go ahead continue I am in my late 30s <laughs> and um 
it's the hustle has changed for me because it's not just hustling in terms of work or building foundations. I've established those foundations. Right. The hustle has changed to life in general. It's, it's kids, it's house, it's husband or wife, it's your own personal sanity and self-care. It's changed to um, work, of course, that's important in education, because even if you have become whatever it is that you need to do or mm-hmm. want to do, you still have to educate yourself in the field continuously because it's ever changing, yep. uh, whatever it may be. So it's also an education um, and it's just in your hustling in life in general. So it, it, the movement doesn't change. It goes from one thing to something else and then something else. And then you're always juggling these many different things into the air and hoping none of it falls. Um, so in terms of why, I guess, what I want to do with my business and my life, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I want to take a step back from hustling if that's even possible. If, if I can let myself do that <laughs> I've done it for so long, I feel like I might, I might not know what to do with myself. If I, I was going to say, you might, exp- you right? might like shut I down, like crazy. as far as like a computer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have a, a circuit malfunction <laughs> in my brain somehow <laughs> because I, I, I mean, you get to learn how to work under pressure. You, you know how to work under pressure, you work under stress and, you do it really well and that's your life. And then for you not to have that anymore, I, it, that's huge. So yeah. that's what I want to do. Hopefully yeah. we'll see if that's even possible, but yeah, it, it changes. So I do like the, the concept of you bringing up all the different facets of life, right? Because in my opinion, I, I agree with you there, the hustle changes I think that the moment that we understand that not only does it change but that there will that there will always be room for growth room for something else happening like the the example I could say to anyone listening to this is like let's say right now you're single and listening to this you're you're not even in a relationship And you're probably thinking, well, none of this applies to me. I just go to work and I come home. Or maybe you're in that establishing phase. That's exactly the the point that we're bringing because it does go from that. And then the hustle changes to this. And, and, you know, I think it's really attainable to, to say, I want to still grow my business, but I think it's so important that you said that self-care and your own sanity, because you can hustle in that. You know, there's, there's a, there's this conception that like, and I'm not a mom yet. So this is not something that I have a forte in whatsoever, but there is a concept that once you have children as a woman, especially everything else takes a backseat. And I know that physically there's different demands, but that's, that's a short period of time because then they're a toddler. And then they're a little kid in elementary school and so on and so forth. So it's like life takes its shifts in that hustle. 
And I think right now you're in the hustle of making your business a priority, but it was the way that you listed it all. It was like, I'm a human, I'm a mom, I'm this and that. And like, I have my business, which is a big part of your life, but you want to make it like when you go grocery shopping, it's, it's a necessity. It's probably something, I don't know about you, but I enjoy going grocery shopping most of the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I say most of the time, because I'm not great about waiting in lines at the supermarket, but I enjoy going to pick up what I need and then leaving and coming home and making things with it. Like that's something I, I like to work with my hands. So that's just part of my personality. So you didn't, you didn't make it that work was everything. And I, and I think that even if it's something you're passionate about, like everything has a compartment, right? Of course. So even, so even when you hustle, it's like, yeah, I'm doing this thing. And like, I want to, in keeping with your example of saying like, I want to grow where I have my, this number of clients. And then like the hustle stops with that because I'm hustling with these other things right now. Well, I just, I mean, I want to say something real quick. I think people need to understand that being a business owner is one thing, but you are your business. Meaning that even if you don't physically have, you know, an LLC, you don't Mm -hmm. have a business, Mm -hmm. you are a business. When you go to an interview, you're selling yourself. Mm -hmm. You are a business that you are promoting, that you're trying to be a candidate for whatever position that it is that you're looking to obtain. Mm -hmm. Um, You may not have, like I said, an LLC, you may not be an interior designer, you may not, you know, whatever business that it is that you have in mind, it, that doesn't matter. You yourself are a brand in a sense. Mm-hmm. You are constantly promoting yourself, whether it's, you know, on a date with someone for the first time and having a conversation with them and getting to know them, you're selling yourself. You are a business. You are yeah. trying to get clients in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get this one customer. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're a business. So it, there's so many aspects to it. And, um, life is obviously one of the aspects of business. It's treating yourself a certain way. Um, it's making sure that you have everything in line, that your life is going according to plan, that you are able to, do all of the tasks that you have for the day, because if not, then the next day you're going to have an extra one on your plate that you may not be able to get to, or that, Mm -hmm. you know, it'll be a disaster if you don't, you know, get to do so. Right. You're a business. And I think that's one of the reasons why this podcast is so important because it's not just about, you know, a physical business. It's about you. Right. It's about, all of you, your entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's not just, like I said, it's not just, it's not just that. And you're so right in saying that because it's not, it's not just if you're a business owner, right? Like your career, I can give the example of, you know, I've had a couple of entrepreneurs. I, I talk about a lot of different things, but 
it's not just related to a business because if you're a lawyer and you work at a law firm, that is your business. Like the law firm might not be your business, but your career, your position in the lineage of that, that is your business, how you present yourself there, how you come to court, how you come prepared. Even if you're working as, let's say, working in business accounts at the law firm, you know, you still have to produce, you still have to continue. So it's like, I think part of, of hustling is yes, knowing, knowing when to take your losses or knowing when to take care of yourself. Like those are major things that I'm sure you can relate. You've learned along the way where you're like, okay, I gotta, I have to take care of me here because if not, the business doesn't function. But at the same time, like everything is a business yes. because you have to, you have to do the marketing, which is uh, making sure your resume is together. You have to make sure that whatever situation presents itself for your career, that you're able to grasp that you, you network in either way, whether you're an employee, a business owner or both, you know, it, it all comes down to making sure that, like you said, your to-do list is, is in the right place that you're, that you're aligning to your schedule. Yes. That you're working properly. You are working like an oiled machine. Right. Yes. Cause your you don't drive your car in order. Yep. No. You don't drive your car without gas, no matter how expensive okay. it is. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> you can't, you, I mean, I guess you could try, but you're not going to get far. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. So you got to make sure that that you take care of yourself. So what does taking care of yourself look like for you? You know, I know we've mentioned that a few times you do have several things going on. You know, what, what are like one or two things that you feel keep you well oiled or well functioning in your own mindset so that you keep, like you mentioned your sanity. Cause I can't even imagine that is like such a, in my mind is such a black hole to become a mom because I'm like, how I, like obviously I know the biological stances of how but I'm like how would I no idea I have no idea so what are some things that like help you kind of self-care for the lack of catchy term <laughs> well for me in particular I know it sounds weird but it's interior design and the reason being is because I'm, I'm just a creative person. I'm, I'm, I love being creative. So if I don't have that, that outlet, mm-hmm. I, I tend to go a little bit like I feel wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that something's wrong within me if I don't have that output. So I love, like I said, the property management side, it's definitely something that I want to pursue. And that's why I'm becoming certified in it because mm-hmm. I, that's my ultimate goal. Um, I want to be a property manager in in that sense, but um, I need to have a creative output. I need to do interior design. I need to do some sort of staging. I need to, if I don't, it just, something's not right. Um, Yes, definitely like being with my husband and going out to dates and, you know, hanging out with the kids. Yeah, but those are human things. I mean, like, those are human things. And yes, they recharge you and they make you feel better. And you need that for your own personal care and sanity and, or getting my hair done, you know, whatever the case, but 
it's really interior design. It's having that creative output for me that that keeps me going. And I think I think it's I don't think it's weird at all because I think that like for me, I like to organize things. That's something that like I like it. I could see myself down the line being like the person that you call in and like I need my closet reorganized. I could see me I could see future me doing that because that's something that I enjoy and I'll be able to monetize it. So that's like a, that's a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to say like, yes, this is part of what I do as my business or part of what I do, but it it is something that is like my self-care that I'm able to put that together, that I'm able to, I don't know the terminology in interior design, but you're able to design something. So I think that, I think those things are so important, especially when you are juggling different things, when you are hustling, it's important to know that because it's so easy to get wrapped up in day to day and getting wrapped up in like, for example, like, I'm sure you're like, I got to put the kids to bed at this time. I have to do the laundry. I have to clean this. I have to get ready for this thing next Thursday and like Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in like the mundane, regular thing. And then you're like six months down the line and you realize that you haven't had your creative outlet. So you're like disoriented. Yes. So it's good to call yourself on that, to be like, no, no, I gotta, I have to make sure that I structure this so that I can have this creative output, which also, so sorry, Mm -hmm. which also, um, that's my 10 o'clock alarm, which is usually like, just so you know, it's 10 o'clock. So <laughs> now my listeners know at 10 p.m. every day, my alarm goes off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what's something that, like as we wind down a little bit, what's something that you would want the listeners to take away from your story, from this episode, kind of what we've talked about other than like, you know, you're an interior designer and a property <laughs> manager and like you're killing it. <laughs> um, I would say that it's okay to fail. Um, I've done it many times and I'm still here. And I mean, as long as you get back up and maybe tweak some things and realize what you did wrong, that's all that matters. i Every day I think to myself that I want to, I want to quit, <laughs> yeah. even though I love it. Yeah. I say to myself all the time, this is it. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I come right back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, or I may do something wrong and I'm like, wait, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm a fake. This doesn't work. <laughs> I I didn't do it right. And then I'm like, wait, but I love it. And I know what I did wrong. Let me fix it. And it works yeah. out. It's okay if you fail. Um, you just have to keep on going. That's pretty much what it is. I I really appreciate that. I think, you know, sometimes it's so easy to be like, I know it's okay to fail, but like, I don't want to fail. Like who likes failure, right? Like when you think about, let's say, I won't even say like a real vehicle. I'll be like, a, let's say like a motorized scooter or even riding a bicycle, and you see something coming up where like you're going to bump into it and like fly off the bike. Like 
you don't do that on purpose unless you're into extreme sports, which is a whole (laughs) other thing, but you don't do that on purpose, right? Like you try to avoid the failure. Like that's how we're programmed. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to know that it is okay to fail and that it's not really a failure if, if you learn from it, like Mm -hmm. that's the important thing to say, like down from the very beginning of you started with one career in mind because that's what you thought. That's where you thought you were going. And then you made the decision. So just like, no, this was a door for me to know that that's not it. Mm -hmm. This is not it. And I think it takes a lot of courage to come to that point. But it also is just probably the best thing you ever did because now you're in a completely different realm of what you're doing and, and you're taking things to another level. And I will say that the, the zone of imposter syndrome of feeling like, I think that those things are always present. I think it's knowing how to keep it in check that really comes, comes in handy. They go hand in hand with failure, you know, like Mm -hmm. calling yourself on like, what am I doing? Or me, little old me kind of thing. Like I, that's my, that's my thing where like, I'll, I'll, it happened to me today. I was sitting in my, in my office at work and it's like really silly. So I handle like payroll for like 50 people. Mm -hmm. And like this guy had submitted something for reimbursement. And I was like, no, you're not supposed to get reimbursed to that, but he's been out for six or seven months. So he doesn't know where he needs to submit it. So like, I found, I'm basically like a secretary for like 50 guys because they don't know what they're doing. And I'm like, Hey, I know. (laughs) So I sat like after I gave the paperwork to him, I sat and I was like, I manifested this like two years ago. I was like, I just want to help. Like, that's not what I want to do. I want my job to just be this thing where like you need an assistant or you need someone to come in and like do this thing real quick. And then for the rest of the day, like I want to just be able to read or like do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And I started saying this in the beginning of the pandemic where I was like looking for personal assistant jobs. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to work. 10 to 10, I'm <laughs> yeah. like a regular slot window. I want to be off on the weekends. Like, and now I'm, I'm a, I'm a apprentice clerical for this company. And I was like, wow, like I, that was me. Like I did that. Like, and then I, I was talking to myself cause that's where this conversation was. And I was like, who allowed this? And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, <laughs> I allowed this. Exactly. I manifested this. So I think it's just so important to like, to fail and also know when to check yourself of being like, yeah, no, I, yeah, this is, this is all me, the failure and the good parts. This is all me. Yeah. So and well, if you I want to say yourself, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. What were you going to say? If you can't check yourself, then you need like a really good support system. That's going to check, you know, you for you. Yep. That's true. Because my husband checks me all the time. The other day, I'm like, Pam wants me to be on this podcast. She's crazy. I don't think I can do this. I'm, I mean, little old me, I can't be on this podcast. And he's like, babe, you stage like $40 million in your first year. Like, you're fine. You could do this. Damn, I don't like, even know that girl. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I can't do this. I, I can. I can be on the podcast. So if you can't do it for yourself, you definitely need someone to step in and be like, wait, 
you need a reality check. You can definitely do this. You manifested this. Yeah. You, it's okay that you failed. You just have to get back in there. Wait, well, how about you do it this way instead? You need you need an extra pair of eyes. Definitely. I think you just have something really gold there. And it's essentially watching the company that you keep. Because yes. in this case, it is your partner. And you have a supportive partner, which is beautiful. But you definitely need that around you because that's part that's that's the part of hustle that people don't talk about. People mm-hmm. think that hustle is all, oh, well, like you're always doing all these things and you're always killing it. And it's like, yeah, and some of that comes with doubt, like mm-hmm. self-doubt, you know, and add on the first generation, your firstborn daughter. I'm the only girl. I'm the youngest. There's so many like things that I can relate to you on where all these negative things come to you in that hustle time period. And then you stop and you're like, why am I doing this? Like I'm doing so much, I'm killing myself or whatever the case. And then you need that pair of eyes to be like, you're doing it because you're great at it. And Mm -hmm. also like, you're not great at it on the surface. Like you're doing it. Exactly. You're not like, I know we've, we said it, but like, yeah, you could fake it till you make it, but you're not really faking it. Like you're really, you're doing it you're making it, you know? So I think that's so like, definitely for anyone that is listening to this, I want to add that to like what to get out of this episode is definitely fail and, and be okay and learning from those failures, but definitely also be okay with having that trusted pair of second eyes because you got to watch the company you keep with that because if you don't have that, then Who's going to tell you that you're staging $40 million in your first year? Like, yes, I knew that you had, I knew that you had done, cause I saw like some of the locations you were in, yeah. but like now that adds even more respect on my part for you, because Thanks. even, even more of a reason that I'm so happy that you came on the podcast because people really don't know sometimes we don't even know and we're doing it what we're doing yes until you hear someone else say it and you're like I did that was me yep that's true I did do that (laughs) yes and you have so much going on in your life whatever it may be for you know you or anyone else Mm -hmm. that you tend to miss the little things Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and those are the most important and if you add all those little things together it creates such a big thing and you know, if you don't, if you don't see it, then you don't see it. And you think that you're failing or that you're not doing a good job. It's not enough. You're not successful, but Mm -hmm. really all those little things are adding to such a big thing that is a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Well, Danny, thank you so much for coming on to you, the boss podcast. I'm so excited that you came on. I hope that we can catch up soon, grab some coffee. I know you have yes, 80, all of us do, 87 different things probably coming up now because pandemic is like doing whatever it's doing, whether it's ending or, and Starting. So I hope that, what was that? Or it's restarting. I, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I'm not putting that out there. But um, so, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. you the boss. And we will talk soon. Thank you. Yes.